The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top 5 Movies. This is John Burke, and with me this week in person is Michael Sanchez. Hi there. And from a distance, Corey Starr. Definitely not in person. Hello, guys. Oh, she's virtual. She or together, yep. A virtual entity. I'm, what are those called that <laughs> they're doing at the concerts now? A hologram? Yeah. Yeah, you're. I don't see you. I don't see you. You're a hologram. You're here. Think you're you're not looking very hard, Mike. I'm you're kidding. like Siri. We're like, I have my glasses hey, Corey, on. can you tell me what time it is? <laughs> Hey Corey, can you give us a spoiler warning? No. Um, how's how's everybody doing today? I'm tired all of a sudden. I don't know mm. why. It's not like I've been working. Well, I mean, I've been doing stuff, but it's not like I've been working. Well, I you know, um, it is. It's a Sunday, and it's hot outside here in Florida. Um, Corey, what's your temperature right now? Omg, it's. Uh, I think it's like sixty. Oh my god! It was sixty-one at. It's sixty-four what? degrees right now. Yeah, it's been being really warm. Like yesterday, I wore shorts and a short sleeve t-shirt, and then sixty-one is not warm. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Yes, it's been being warm, and then oh, okay. it rained yesterday. It looked like it was gonna storm all day, and then it finally did. But it was just like light sprinkling. We never got the storm that seemed to be promised, and then it just got really chilly. So you rained um, here like all last yeah, week. Yeah. Um, okay. but it, it hasn't really affected the, the heat much, but you know, you guys know, I do the podcast with Matt from, uh, what I watched tonight and he brought up how they've had a heat wave in England and, what was and it? Like yeah, and he, it was like, it was like 65 was it, was and he, well, he, yeah, uh, no, that's in Fahrenheit. Um, but he, he asked me what it was here and I was like, uh, according to my app, it says it feels like 95 or something that day. Right now it says it feels like 94 and he's like, Oh my God. And just. He's like, it's only like 65, and I'm complaining. I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not hot. Like, if it was 65, I'd be wearing a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird, because I went from wearing, like, shorts and short sleeve t-shirt yesterday, and then I needed to wear, like, pants and a denim jacket today, Yeah, you know? It's, it's, it's weird. I, we don't usually – this is no weather podcast, so I apologize, but um, it, is, <laughs> it is funny uh, to hear, like, people who are off somewhere else, because I've lived in Florida my whole life. And I am always used to this weather as much as I, I'm used to is not the right word. I am familiar with this weather and I am always complaining that it's too hot. But in my head, it's just like that everywhere. And then I realize, like, no, it's other places. It's like 60 degrees right now. But then again, in the winter, when I, I like the 50 degree weather here, it's negative zero, negative zero, because I'm, I'm really good at math. I know. I realized it after it came out of my mouth, but it was too late to take it back. So divide by zero, too, and you can't do that. I, I did divide oh, no. by zero. But it gets really cold there, right, Corey? Like in, it gets to zero on occasion, right? Yeah, sometimes it gets a little below. But, um, yeah, winter, it's usually, you know, like 12 degrees outside and yeah. snowing. And I don't know if I can handle that. I, I can definitely handle 60 it's degrees. It's disgusting. 12 degrees sounds insane. And so. shoveling snow and de-icing your windshield, and it takes, like, 20 minutes to do that. Yeah, no thanks. I would, have, I'd have I would probably. Yeah, like, and I don't know how it. I'm going to be an old person, like, living here in Idaho, because guess who's not going to be shoveling or salting their driveway? <laughs> well, I guess they'll find you in the You have to hire somebody to yeah. do that. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
Well, before we get into our top five topic of the week, uh, which is going to be our top five gap movies, these are movies that we should have watched, but for some reason we have skipped. Um, this was definitely a challenging list to narrow down to five because I, I, there's a lot of yes. movies I have not seen and picking which five I feel are the most important ones that I've skipped uh, was it was a little challenging, although I think my number one I felt pretty confident with. I saw you. You went to Facebook, Mike. Well, well yeah, I, yeah, I did, I did but mostly to commiserate because I really was stumped. Uh, my number one pick was a no-brainer uh, no for me. And but it also made it easy because I limited to the films from 2000, right? Yeah, uh, no, you scared me for half a second there. Oh, no. I, I fell for it. Oh, wait, no? No, yeah. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week's, or the last episode, I should say, um, yeah, there was a little hiccup with our, our topic, but we were a little more careful about it this week. So, again, we're going to be talking about our uh, gap list, but um, I know Corey and I have seen Hereditary. Mike, you've not been able to see Hereditary yet? I haven't. I haven't. I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably like, it. like it. I don't see why I wouldn't. I, I feel like this is a one you need to make an effort to see in the theater, man. Like, uh, what? Wow. It's getting a lot of buzz, and the fact that it got this wide of a release is uh, surprising. For one, being a um, an indie horror film, and two, an A24 film, which, while A24 is notoriously great, um, they don't get a lot of wide releases this fast. I mean, this was the official release date, and our theater got it. What this one got? I don't know. I had someone trying to convince me to go watch Solo, and I'm like, I don't think so. Oh, I think you should see Solo, too. I, it's fun. I haven't seen that either. It's a fun movie. It's not perfect, but it's fun. It's fun times. Just going by the box office. Well, that's part of the problem is people are doing what you're doing. They're not even giving it a chance to hate. They're just not going. Because um, that's why the box office is so low. <laughs> um, yep, that happened to everybody. There was a pun, and it was mine. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't have anything uh, really to talk about except that I have been for the last almost three years now watching an excessive amount of movies to try to minimize my gaps in in my viewing history, and I've done a, a tremendous job over the years, but it's impossible to get all of them. And so while I've watched, I think almost at this point, almost a thousand movies in three years, um, I still have a lot that I haven't seen. So this list I thought would be interesting to kind of see where we fall with our big, the big ones. Which ones have we skipped and uh, maybe why? Uh, so that's how we'll talk about our list this week. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say before we jump into our list? Okay. Thanks to you, we remove Hudson Hawk off the list. Yes, which I'm sure was number one on your gap list, both of you. Two on mine. Oh, see, you guys are lucky that I beat you last year. And soon, um, unless um, another movie comes out of nowhere, I think I'm going to win solely because of Avengers. Because I got so many points from Avengers. I don't even know why we kept we are keeping Cal anymore. Well, I thought Solo would do way better than it's done. I, I, I I thought it would get hate, but I still thought it would make money, and it's not making any money. And then uh, Jurassic World will have to wait and see. Although oddly, Jurassic World's already out in England, but it doesn't come oh. out here till the twenty second. Um, so, so Matt already went and saw it. Won't tell me if he liked it or not just yet because he's he knows that I'm a fan. He, but uh, from what I saw on his Instagram, he liked it enough. Um, but I don't expect it to be perfect. I just want to have a good time with it and hope that that's uh, I can do that because <gasps> I will. I will. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just realized, so when we went to see Jurassic World, I'm so bad with those titles, but anyways, our meme went with us, and she was so fun, she was like, <gasps> and we took her to see it in IMAX, so it was even more fun, and I just realized she's going to be here for this one, so we might have to take her to the movies again. 
Oh, that'll be fun. Fun times. Yes. Her grandma? Oh, okay. okay. The way it's I French heard... for grandma. Oh, yeah, it's Meme. It's French for grandma. Meme. Oh, I haven't gotten to that level on Duolingo, but that's besides the point. It feels like that would be an early one on Duolingo. Uh, no, it's, it's surprisingly not. All right. I will say I will say I was surprised by a trailer this week, and I had to share with one of my students because I, I had a draw drop moment, and mm-hmm. it was one that I didn't realize I might want to see until I saw the trailer mm. for How to Train oh. Your Dragon. You know, I've not watched the, I haven't seen uh, the, the trailer, but I want to see it for it yet. Uh, I then I won't say too much because I kind of thought, nah, let me put it on, and then I watched it several times before I sent it out to a couple different people. That's a movie that I really enjoyed both, and yet I don't think I've gone to rewatch either. And I'm not. It's like a franchise that I I know that I really liked when I saw it, but I don't attach to it for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and like I said, I didn't think I would want to even have any interest in that trailer hmm. did its job I, I need to see i need to watch it um because there was a lot of good trailers this week uh the trailer for damien chazelle's first man came out um that's the neil armstrong biopic with ryan gosling nice. playing neil armstrong oh. um has a very serious tone about the trailer uh like they're putting they really want you to understand how much risk he was putting into doing this and right. um it's it, the trailer is really good uh cory have you seen the first man trailer no just the the, like poster and then um we have danny mcbride and i forget the other guy's name but their take on halloween the trailer dropped this week yes um, oh that's right i can't believe i forgot that trailer because we had well we, well, we, we actually board. talked about it. yeah the uh the, the chessboard checkerboard cheese, cheese, board, cheese board um at, at the prison yard sequence really irritated me but the rest i mean i like the look of the mask like the uh the aged kind of uh, like texture. What did they do to that mask that it got so old? They I know. Just let it's it just out, been sitting out in the yeah. dashboard. There's someone's been driving around <laughs> with the William Shatner mask. <laughs> and got a hate. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is back, uh, and from my understanding, this is supposed to be the third movie. That one and two happened, two ends, and then nothing has happened until this one. That's. See, I, I didn't take it as that. I take it it threw out everything past the first one my understanding of the script being written is mcbride and the other guy whoever his writing partner is whose name i do not know and i apologize for that um they wrote it as the third movie so and that's fine mm-hmm. um, but because that right now well because she she died in one of in h2o or something like that they he kills jamie lee curtis in one of the other movies so, so the fact that she's in this says that there's a retcon it's, right there oh, it's michael myers days of future past there it is uh, Wolverine travels back in time um, and stabs him with his claws. No, uh, but and then there was one more trailer that is not coming to mind initially. I cannot. Oh, uh, well, I haven't actually watched the the Spider Verse trailer for the new animated Spider-Man movie, which is getting a lot of praise. Um, I saw the original trailer, but the new trailer shows a bunch of the other Spider-Men. Um, the uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Did you see that trailer? That movie looks very uh, weird, but interesting. It has uh, Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, Nick Offerman, Jeff Bridges. Um, there was somebody else in it, but they're not popping up early on their list here. Um, it's directed by Drew Goddard and written by Drew Goddard, and it looks. Oh, I'll be into that because having the trailer looks of... interesting for sure. And what then this is Dakota Johnson in that I uh, Fifty Shades. No, um, no, 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 oh, no. her she's in something else. Yeah, she's, she's in another else. film. Um, Oh, that I wanted to write off, and then I thought, mm, that may not be too bad. Matt was just talking about it. I cannot think of what it was now, because there were two trailers with her in it that dropped. i got to look it up, because yeah, I, can't I, remember. I wanted to just... But the uh, the Bumblebee trailer has shocked everybody. Uh, have you watched it? 
I did, but they got they got the idea that he's a, a Volkswagen bug, uh, you know, correct, but the transformation's not correct. I didn't even re- how I didn't recognize Haley Ste- Haley Steinfeld in it until I looked up and I just looked and saw that. I don't know. I I've been let down by this. And I, well, the director though is his first feature uh, non-animated. This is Travis Knight. He directed Kubo and the Two Strings, and he works oh. for like a studio. So I am, uh, I'm excited okay. about it. Um, it's just we've been let down before. It's Michael Bay produced. Michael Bay is not hands-on. Obviously, I like the uh, the fact that they are using the the, the Beetle though for Bumblebee. Yes, I do like that. Although again, the the Transformer movies have changed their origin story. I think in every single film, like because the first movie is like they, they just be. arrived. This one, he's obviously been here since like the seventies. So who knows? They just keep changing everything. Out of all the Transformers, Bumblebee was always up there. For me, was one of my top ones. Soundwave, Perceptor. I don't know why Perceptor. I guess because I don't know why Perceptor. It was a cool microscope, working microscope that oh, okay. that well toy. But it just hit me, Dakota Johnson's appearance in Suspiria. Oh, that's right. That trailer dropped. I haven't watched that one yet, though. I did not have any interest in, and then I kept watching the trailer over and over, and well, I think it convinced Corey me. Corey and I are in the minority with the original Suspiria, right. so I won't, I'm not super hyped for the remake. It of, could only be improved on if you didn't like it. I mean, in theory, or it could just be even more of a B-movie, yeah. right? Because... Like, I don't know. I, it definitely depends on what they're going to change about it for me to like it. Because they're, I don't know. Um, and is oh, hold on. I remember reading something about the soundtrack to that. Didn't Tom York of Radiohead do the soundtrack that for would it? Explain if that's the case. That would explain the because that's what added to yep. the trailer. It was very atmospheric. score for it. it was very, hmm. There was a lot. I heard to be said for the, the music. at um, CinemaCon they showed um, some teaser stuff, uh, and I heard that like there was a scene with. Um, think somebody dancing in a mirror and them just like getting contorted i don't know if that's in the trailer or not because i again i watched the show i haven't looked at it again it 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 caught my it it did its job i mean the trailers that i watched uh gone back and forth and Mm. overall made me want to go see the film which is interesting yeah that's what they're supposed to do right um i will i I tend to try to see a little bit of everything i i'm still behind on a few movies from the theater i've been sick since last sunday um and i can't quite shake it I don't think I'm contagious, Mike. I probably should have warned you before you came. And then, um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I will power through. We're going to get into our list this week, though. Again, these are uh, going to be movies that we have not seen um, that we think are vital uh, to our viewing. Um, and, of course, the question might be still, like, why, if they're so vital, why haven't we gone ahead and watched them? I'll tell you now, um, I'm looking at my five, and I think it's still going to be a while before I watch these five movies, even though I literally have access to all five of them right now, and I still don't think I'm going to watch any of them um, this this month, and probably not before the end of the summer for various reasons, and not because I don't want to, but I I don't like want to. It's a weird kind of feeling. But let's get into this. Uh, this week, Corey's going to be going first. Mike will go second. I will go third. We've made our list in secret, and we on the podcast reveal our list to each other and give each other crap about them. Um, especially probably now because I, there's a chance that some of our gaps might be the other people's favorite movies or something. Um, and then uh, we take Corey and I like to make a wager on how many of Mike's movies we've seen. Um, this is going to be ch- interesting because this is movies Mike hasn't seen. So does that mean, Corey, we are more likely to have seen them because they're movies Mike hasn't bothered to watch? <laughs> 
uh, I mean, let's go with, you know what I mean? Let's just do what we usually do. Right. Um, except, yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> movies that we've seen that Mike has on his list that he hasn't seen. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to... No, all of Mike's movies he hasn't seen, so that wouldn't make sense. Um, I'm going to go... I've seen two of Mike's movies that he has not seen. Okay. Corey? Uh, I'll go <laughs> one. You got pre- oh, you low the low ball. She, uh, yeah. She sounded like Legion of Doom. I thought she was like, what a rush. Um, I don't know if you guys <laughs> WWE back in the day. I don't. Uh, all right, Corey. What's the... Uh, we got to give a spoiler warning so the listeners don't ru- get these movies ruined. Guys, you can go to BerkReviews.com and check out each of our top five lists. Otherwise, from here forward, we'll be talking about the movies in great detail. You've been warned. Although, to uh, secondary, kind of counter the spoiler warning, these are movies we haven't seen, so we may not have anything to spoil. But um, other people might have seen it, them, which I would hope none of us would spoil it for the other person. Correct. Um, but you never know. Uh, you never know what we might know about these movies or whatever so just in case um if you want to look at our list before you listen although i do think uh we probably will unlikely spoil any of this because Maybe people will spoil it for us oh they'll they, they'll email us here's how it ends sending it as we talk wait <clears throat> that won't work I, actually i think most of these i know how they end um because they are kind of iconic films and it's hard to not hear things credits. yes um so <laughs> with that Corey, you're going to start us off what is your number five gap movie I can't. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, I've also not seen To Kill a Mockingbird, actually. I am sitting here with a face of judgment. judgment. Go on. I really want to read the book first. um, That's the wrong order. Oh. No. No. I have another. I have a friend who's like that, too, but I just. I like to see what they do with the movie and how it compares to the book. Um puts me down on movies most of the time but i really want to read the book but it's even the book is very divisive uh people either really love it or they really hate it and i hear the same thing about the movie so i just one of the many that you know i haven't gotten around to see i did oh go ahead well i'll I'll be honest honest, i have not not read read the book book, but the the film film i've seen so many times but go ahead go on explain explain yourself I already did. I want to read the book first. What's stopping I'm you? I'm a slow reader, and book? I need. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I have so many books I need to read before this, um, you know. And I, I was in school last semester, and I just didn't have a lot of personal time. I mean, I feel like you've had a lot of time to read this book at this point. Like, yeah. I have. Okay, so you talked about how you slid through school not reading any books. Yeah. Same right. here. Same here. And then it's like I hear about all these people that are the same age as me and they've, like, I read all these books. And I'm like, what? I read The Pearl in eighth grade, and I think that was the end of my reading and yeah. school career. They didn't give us a lot of novels at Winter Haven High School when I was there. And I Whoa. think the only one I remember reading um, in its entirety was 1984, which I really liked a lot. Um, the movie, not as much. And so many times, and I just can't. Oh, you can't read it? Um, yeah, I've tried reading it four or five times, and I always get to like the same part, and I'm like, bored. Oh, wow. See, I, I was so compelled by it. But um, I, I know I need to see this movie. Um you know, it's got a good cast. Gregory Peck, uh, Robert Duvall's in it. And his acting, uh, his first acting, I think I read. Uh, Gregory, Peck, Gregory Peck? No, uh, Robert Duvall. Man, um, I, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it probably is. Because um, this movie is, it's from 1962. 
Um, so that's one both Corey and I ha- could have on our list. It's not on mine. I, could, I did consider it, but um, it's I don't have it as a, a big priority to see now. But it's on my to watch list, uh, which but my to watch list is extensive. So <clears throat> one day I might get to this movie. Um, all right. Well, Mike, you're obviously a fan. So you, is this movie you purposely go back to, or is it just one like if it's on, you're gonna watch it kind of thing? Uh, well, we own it now. Abby had to read it and watch it, and so we ended up purchasing it instead of trying to try to rent it or find mm-hmm. it elsewhere. It's just it's easier to outright buy it. So we have it. I'm going to say an Amazon video. Okay. But, uh, like I said, I sheepishly admit that I have not read this book. We read a lot in school. Uh, the abridged version of Les Mis, 1984, was on that list. Brave New World. Uh, they had us reading lots of stuff. And I, I'll be honest, some of them stuck, some of them did not. The ones that stuck that won't ever be made into film because they're more like a non-fictional kind of treatment. I, I've even shared with students since that time. You know, I, I, it's one of those that I'll buy multiple copies of, and just because mm-hmm. it's just stuck with me. All right. Well, um, I think that leads into your number five, Mike. Uh, what do you have on your number five? Okay. So this particular one's a historical horror drama focused on what is known uh, well as a Japanese Unit Seven Thirty One, and. I have seen at least one docudrama about the Nanking Massacre, the rape of Nanking, something that isn't typically focused on in you know, high school World War II history lessons. We don't hear about a whole lot or talk about a whole lot about the Japanese treatment of the Chinese during that, that time period. And it actually came up during this, you know, this year. This year. Um, it, it came up in class this year, and I mean, I'm not going to not talk about it, and I could at least share what knowledge I have and what was done with that. That said, I have shied away from this film from 1988, and it's really obscure, so uh, if you guys have even heard of it, I'll be very surprised, called Men Behind the Sun. It's notorious in its graphic depictions of what was going on, the experimentations. Uh, you know, think of the way the Germans did what they did. The Japanese had that side of it. And it's kind of puzzling to me because I've likely really seen much, much worse than what's in this as far as because I've been watching horror for quite some time. But it's not one that I've rushed out to try and dig up. And I mean, the dichotomy there is the previously mentioned a couple of times a Serbian film I sought out out of morbid curiosity I suppose and I guess I'm a person of internal conflict and that's readily apparent with this because I don't know I just maybe my morbid curiosity maybe it's too real because I know that this actually happened as opposed to a Serbian film as horrifying and horrible as that is and was and I don't want to ever revisit that and I keep mentioning it but there we are Maybe because this historically, you know, happened and the things mm-hmm. that that occurred were done to people, and maybe that's that. Well, I mean, I just skimmed through the like the user reviews on IMDb, and almost everyone like the early stuff was all very like high, like nine out of ten, ten out of ten. But wow. with all big warnings, like caveats, yeah. like this is a it's a film that you should watch if this is something you think you can handle because of the historical accuracy. But it's devastating. It's it's unforgettable and one you probably only want to see one time. 
um, and then never again. I and I think <coughs> I think one of mine that she watches anime the way I do. We we talked a little bit about the grave uh, grave of the fireflies, and mm -hmm. it, I had a difficult enough time with that one. I still need to watch that one, but that's one you've recommended to me before, and I, I I'm not as um, apt in my anime viewing that's i could probably have a whole gap list just on like the studio <laughs> ghibli films um <clears throat> much less others but um yeah you, you definitely you're more willing to put yourself into this type of thing and i'm surprised you haven't seen it as much as you are intrigued by it so um it is it hard to get i would imagine it seems like i this would figure this one's a real difficult, difficult one because it's, it's one, one of the few, few that got a certain, certain classification, classification in hong kong, kong. Uh, i forget you know how the like NC-17 yeah, that type of AO, adults only and whatnot, designation is given. And I don't know that it would have gotten distributorship here. Um, yeah, I mean, you could probably get it online now, or, you know, yeah. for sure, like, bootleg or whatever. But you could, I haven't, like, Googled it, but I'm sure you. it's probably available in some format. I mean, I was at uh, Megacon, and there's there's a guy that has, like, all sorts of bootleg. He had the Roger Corm Corman. Corman Fantastic. Yeah, and, like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, he has all the stuff that yeah, I, I didn't even know exists. You know, it's like, I didn't know that was a thing, nor that. But, um, man, it's we're going to be going into a very different type of movie with my number five. Uh, Corey, do you have anything to add to Mike's uh, horrific number five? I will never be able to watch that. I'm just reading the Wikipedia about the actual massacre, and I'm... Mm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, uh, Hereditary is a tough watch, and that's complete fiction, so I, I don't know if I can handle something I know is supposed to be true. Although that kind of makes me... I kind of feel like I have to watch it, even though the movie's not... It's not a documentary, but, like, just to... I feel bad for not... Be aware. Knowing. Yeah, like, we just watched Milk, Corey and I, for, um, for mm -hmm. Movie Club, and... I didn't know anything about that, and I, I mean, and that's not to the level of what we're talking about with this movie, but still, like, that's something that I think is important historically, and I knew nothing about, and it happened just a few years before I was born, and it's like, how do I not know anything about this? Yeah. Um, and this movie's been out for 10 years, and I'm, yeah. I feel I, guilty for not seeing it faster. I, I'm, the, I'm there, too, because I haven't watched Milk either, and just have been aware, and it was well, supposedly well done. It's very well done, and I think, Corey and I, I think, agreed James Franco's uh, best performance. Wow. Um, as it's he's not it's a small performance his, mind you. his least james franco performance it's very subtle for a franco performance and um i i like that there's another docudrama and i wanted to say it was called auschwitz and it was really well done and i caught most of it i just happened to not catch all of it i won't say it's ken burns length but it was a pretty good you know pitch a good investment of time and that's one i would i would dive into that oddly enough i sorry go ahead well i mean i've had students um i know at Madurn memorial day i had students share with me their visits for to their uh grandparents you know memorials and their gravesides of it students actually been to auschwitz and describe it and talk about it and so which is very unusual for me i'm not used to students actually having hands-on knowledge and having been able to visit and done stuff yeah i've not been able to do yeah i i mean it's it's weird when that does happen but it's not it's not completely uncommon i mean when you have 100 students that one of them has right, been right. Fortunate, and, and but i mean it, it brings another perspective uh, it definitely makes it more real especially mm -hmm. when they can share yeah with and people class, yeah 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 because it's a peer definitely. um talking about it yeah 
Um, not to transition too harshly, but uh, into my number five, which has a very different tone than the war movie that you just talked about. I guess it's actually kind of a counter to that. Um, mine is an animated film that uh, many people have given me crap for, but I want to point out that it was uh, the year it came out. I was a senior in high school, and seeing a cartoon was not on the top of my priority list. In fact, if anything, I probably looked at it and said, this is for babies and didn't go and uh since then it has become a very big fan favorite and was even made an appearance in a movie from this year uh it's 1999's the iron giant um directed and written by brad bird uh this is a film that i constantly have students give me crap about for having not seen because they've all grown up with this movie um i you know it's on netflix Uh, i think it might even be on prime um and i've i've just had no interest in seeing i still kind of don't um, but it's one that I'm constantly being like, literally, uh, yesterday, a student said, uh, Hey, did you know Iron Giants on Netflix? I'm like, yes, I did know that still not a priority. Um, but you know, it's got Jennifer Aniston, Vin Diesel says, uh, I am Groot or something in it. Um, yes, <laughs> he practices it the whole time. There's, yeah, there's actually a lot of big names in this movie. Yeah. And it's Brad Bird, who is, uh, Incredibles 2 comes out and just, that's um, why you should watch this. But, um, I, I've just never, I, I never had an interest in this movie, and it's. You, I know. I, I mean, no offense. Um, it's just not one that's. Uh, nothing about it really appeals to me, um, and I, I've heard enough about it. I know what it is, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, um, maybe one day. But I, I think my son took to it. I don't know that Abby. Actually, I'll be honest. I don't know that Abby's watched this one. But we, we both, both took, took to it, it so we watched it several times. times. And, and I know that for a while we had a VHS copy of it. And it's not, I mean, it's, uh, looking back at it, it probably seems really heavy-handed in its treatment. However, it just worked. And then when you get to the end, and you're not, I, I don't want to give too much away about mm. the ending. But. Well, yeah, I, I will likely see it um, eventually. And you I, should. I don't Tonight. know that I'll watch it this summer, but it, he, I, I referenced that he was in a movie, and obviously the Iron Giant uh, appears in Ready Player One, um, to much chagrin from the fans of Iron Giant, because the Iron Giant is used as a fighting robot in Ready Player One, and that is counter to everything from the movie, from my understanding. But his original design... <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. I, I know I know he's he's designed for war, but he's into peace or whatever. Um yeah, just feels a hippie. The looking at the animation, it just doesn't appeal to me. It just feels so dated. Even though it's not, I mean, it's '99. It just, and I know that's the art style they're going for. I, but I just think it it held. I, I think it holds. Yeah, up. well, and it's. I'm not saying it's bad in the big sense. I'm saying it just doesn't appeal to my sensibilities and um, why I take put it off. Use the war machine capability and bash those sensibilities oh man okay um that seems harsh but um it's what he would do oh okay earth is original programming mm. well uh cory have you ever seen iron giant yes but it's been a long time ah are you a fan at least yeah i liked it a lot oh okay there's she and my a lot. husband has actually seen this too at some point in his life so i mean you know bill doesn't watch movies i feel like that's a that's oh. a win yeah um well, you know, uh, it'll it's on my gap list, so eventually I will watch it. Maybe sooner now that you guys are both pressuring me. Um, Peer pressure. Let's, let's go to Corey's. Sh- oh. Shia LaBeouf here. <laughs> do it. Let's go to Corey's Just number four before it. Mike does another Shia LaBeouf impression. I can't. Um, you know, you so know what his last name <laughs> means in French? LaBeouf. Does it mean LaBeouf. the naked? The beef. The beef. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Corey. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, my number four is Casablanca. Not. Oh. Yeah, I've never seen this movie. Um, and I guess that I had the wrong idea about it. I was reading the uh, synopsis, and here I was thinking it was just a love story. So <laughs> that's my ignorance. And this is where I get fired. Um, but I I also found out that it isn't as long as I thought it was. It's no, it's two actually hours. two hours. No, it's not. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's hard for me to work myself up to watch a huge epic. But um, I'm kind it's of interested now that I know what it's actually about. Well, there's one on my list that's like three hours long, so. Epic of two whole hours. Yeah. Um, I, I it's like three hours long, though. Well, one, this is one of five movies, I think. I could be wrong. Uh, it's five or six movies on uh, Metacritic that has 100. Um, Dang. And of all time, there's only like five or six movies on Metacritic that has a 100 score, and this is one of them. Um, I know, I think, um, well, I don't want to say because it might, they might be on one of your lists, depending on how versed you are. Uh, I can gladly say this is not on my gap list. This was one I, I watched in my 366, though. So it's only two years ago that I watched this, but um, I watched it apprehensively. Not thinking I would enjoy it, and I loved it. So, Corey, I, I can't stress to you enough that you watch this movie. Um, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, um, just amazing. Um, I was really, really blown away by it, actually. So, I'm, it's one that I, I hold in high regard. I'll be, I'll be, uh, full disclosure, the original, the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. Mm. But I think I was working like a swing shift shift and all that. I'm glad I watched it without. You know, I actually watch it. It's, it's not, not on my guest list. It is. It is. Um, to yeah, Corey, why, why are you still listening to us? Yeah, just right turn now? this off and go and watch Casablanca. <laughs> no, um, just give us the list of your other ones and just watch this one starting now. All right, Corey, you still there? Apparently she has. Her. Nope, I left to go watch the movie. <laughs> oh, okay, good. That was a good, good play. Um, all right, so Mike and I both uh, say Corey needs to watch this immediately, just like you both said I need to watch Iron Giant. So we've got some homework, Corey. Um, and, and movie club material. And I, I would say it would be cool if, if we actually were to check off our uh, five before the end of, like, let's say a year from now. If by June of next year we've watched all five of our movies each, that would be pretty cool. Uh, well, maybe yours yours might be harder because you picked a movie that's, like, oh, yeah. tough yeah, to watch yeah. and also yep. maybe probably hard to get. Um, mm -hmm. But... <laughs> All right, well, let's go into Mike's number four. Okay, okay. Well, well, speaking of trying to get those off the list, list okay, well, let me, let me preface this, because a few years back, there was a documentary, and it may not have been that long ago, maybe a couple of years back. There was a documentary that covered a failed Dune project that had director Alejandro Jodorowsky, and I might be doing a hatchet job on the last name, attached to it. And... Uh, I'll be Anna. And Hollywood Babylon, Babylon just did an exquisite, exquisite acting compilation, compilation on Dune. the, the, the Dune, Dune um, David Lynch version of mm -hmm. Dune, which I love. Yeah. And I know it's a no gray area, either love, hate. However, I, the, because of this documentary, and this is leading to my pick, and I'll, I, I promise I'll get there. I'm just taking a long way around like I do sometimes. It would have been something because the art director, the art, uh, Mobius, was attached as far as doing art, and just it would have been something to see, but it fell apart. So obviously that film wasn't made, so I can't pick it, but it reminded me of the fact that I had not watched the director's 1970 acid western known as El Topo. 
It's, it's also known as the mole stateside, state but I think, I think most people know it as El Topo. And it tells the tale of a nomadic, not-quite-solitary gunslinger named El Topo. And I say not-quite-solitary because he's accompanied by, uh, by his son along his travels. And I wish that I could say this particular work was been in the breadth of my knowledge for quite some time, but it's not. It's kind of was... I think I might have... Miami gets to, you know, having grown up, you see a bunch of different things. And I think this film had a midnight movie circuit run, and I don't, and I don't know, know that it necessarily had in Miami, Miami, but maybe flipping, flipping through channels, channels I might have caught part of it, because it's really trippy, it's really out there, and, you know, I've only known of it for a couple of years, so I can use that as an excuse for not having been able to watch it, as well as the fact that just like my number five pick, it's probably not easy to find and dig up, as classic as it is, it's... It's probably an acquired taste, but yeah, I get a feeling that this totally would appeal to my sensibilities. And it seems like it. I'm curious. I've never heard the phrase acid western, but my brain thought to, um, like, the doors, like Oliver Stone. Just, yeah, I can see that. I mean, just them, you know, doing uh, peyote in the in the desert. Or, you know, uh, natural born killers to the extreme. Mm. Uh, very simple. Well, there we go yeah. again, Oliver Stone. Yep. So something along that. And maybe he was influenced by something like this. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I've not heard of that, but that it's I, like just um, the there's a picture on IMDb of the of him wearing like a black cow like all black cowboy with like this really bushy beard, and he looks like a, a current actor who was on Brooklyn Nine Nine for a while. Oh, dear Lord. I cannot think of his name. It's driving me crazy because um, I know he's a comedian too. I'm gonna see if I can pull him up because the beard is what does it to me. Like I'm like oh, uh, Jason Mansukis, like the way his beard looks um, and even the crazy look on his face. Uh, it looks like if you put the cowboy hat on, <laughs> it, it would look like that guy. I was like, oh, man, is that Mansukas from the 70s? Like, what? Wow, El Topo really cleaned up. Yeah, man. Um, but, all right. Uh, Corey, have you ever heard of El Topo? Nope. I figured not. Um, I feel so like I'm going to have zero of Mike's list. We probably are going to have zero of Mike's list. Mike went real, like, uh, fringe, it looks like, for his list. Um, oh, not yeah. surprised. Uh, Corey, you mentioned the length of Casablanca, and, of course, you were wrong. It's not two hours, but my movie for number four is uh, three hours and nine minutes, and one of the reasons why I've not watched it. Um, I feel like I know which one you're about to say. And the other reason I've not watched it is because everyone who's ever told me about it says how sad it is, and I, for a long time, avoided sad movies. Now, I did not realize this was also 1999, but it's um, The Green oh. Mile. Oh. Uh, the Green oh, Mile man. stars Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan, David Morse, um, and I know Sam Rockwell, who is one of my favorite actors, is in it as well. Um, and he's awful in this from what I hear. Yes. Not awful performance, awful he's person. Characters. Um, directed by Frank Darabont, and it's a Stephen King adaptation. Um, I, I've just never been compelled to sit through the three-hour movie for things that I've already heard about. And so – and I – an emotional downer at times and then very hopeful at other times. Um, again, it's a movie that's probably been spoiled for me in terms of plot, but I also, I don't, man, it sounds like a, a, a real tough sit through like three hours. No, no. It, it's, it is, it doesn't ever feel like three hours, even watching the televised version, which it's runs even longer. Probably four, but it runs longer. Now I, I one, I'm a Stephen King fan. Yeah, I knew um, that. And, you know, again, making those connections and finding out the ones that read horror. I'm like, have you read this? And they were aware of the mess, so I share what I can. And I, you know, I dug up one of my collections. I remember when this was released as a monthly 
serial mini novel well, collection because they would be and it was I want to say nine of them and I got them all and I didn't I mean I, you know those just like videos had days of release that the books had days of release and we still had a bookstore in the mall boom I went and got it and I did it the opposite I read it all and then you know obviously the film adaptation and Frank Darabont I mean, you're a Shawshank Redemption fan, mm-hmm. right? I do like Shawshank. Although that was the one on my gap list for a long time until the challenge. Okay. It's crazy that this is Stephen King and this two total. They're both prison movies, both different tones, both different stuff. Same director. Mm-hmm. And just the way it works and the story. Um. Some, Some of it is pretty, pretty I, won't I won't say ham-fisted, but it seems pretty. John Coffey, J.C., the, mm. the savior kind of. Ah, uh, yeah. Kind Which of I've heard those. Yeah, yeah, that's very Stephen King-like. Just, Just overall, overall, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't see it as sad. More, more, it's, it's more the hopeful. Okay. Well, I guess I've just heard people say that it makes them cry, and to me that it means sad. But obviously yeah, you can have but you can have tears of joy. And again... For a, especially when it came out, I avoided all dramas that looked like they were just there to make you cry because I didn't want to cry. I was, you know, it was that toxic masculinity of the 90s where I didn't want men don't cry. It's wrong to cry. I'm well way past that now. I cry at movies all the time. <laughs> but um, it's still one that knowing it's three hours, knowing that I've, I've heard a lot of the plot elements um, and I've heard nothing but good things. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they hate The Green Mile. It's just I don't know. It's one I've, I keep at a distance. I've I've owned it. I bought it during the 366 with the intention oh, of watching man. it. See, now you even have I have all five of these movies on my list, oh, <laughs> except wow. Iron Giant. I don't have, but I have easy access to because it's on Netflix, okay. and it's also in the five dollar bin at Walmart if I ever want to buy it. But, um, um, there, I mean, <coughs> it's set on a death row wing mm-hmm. of prison, and I mean, there is some brutal. Stuff as far as what there's one whole scene with an execution, and it's not easy. Well, there's actually a couple of different ones, and one's a whole lot more difficult to watch. Corey, have you seen the Green Mile? Yes, not in a long time. I enjoyed it. I also agree that it didn't feel like it was that long. Yeah, mm. okay. Well, and that's coming from a person who, who hates long two hour commitment. Yeah. To be. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to commit. So that's that's one idea that I, I guarantee you listeners are like gasping because I think that's one of those populist movies that most people have seen in the Green Mile and I've I've kind of purposely avoided it and um I, I, I kind of miss Frank Darabont working on movies. I guess I don't know what's happened. Yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed the Mist despite the ending. Uh, the Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, his work. You can tell the difference between when he was on The Walking Dead and not. Because um, I've I'm kind of done with that. Show. I still haven't seen I haven't seen the majestic from him either with uh, Jim Carrey. It was okay. That one again. It's not working out for Stephen. I think he did well with all the Stephen King adaptations. In fact, he could adapt any of them, and I'm sure they would be quite fine. Yeah, it seems like he's walked away just from everything. He hasn't had a writing credit or a directing credit right. for a while. Huh. Something's up. Something, Something happened. happened. Something. Maybe he just got burned out of the system. You know. That's a shame because he's very talented, and the stuff he put out was very good. I know and that. I think I it feel had like good The Green Mile and Shawshank. Um, if you talk to casual moviegoers, those are usually on somebody's one and two, um, and uh, Shawshank especially. People, you mentioned Shawshank to casual and Forrest Gump, who isn't Darabont, but nonetheless, those three movies seem to come up in uh, not 
excessive movie watchers like film history like those are their tops all right let's go to Corey's number three uh cory what's the number three movie that you have not seen i chose 1941 citizen kane ah now i have seen this one so i'm, I'm glad uh but i i almost mentioned this one because i figured this was going to be on one of your list because a lot of people have not had access to this this is one of the other movies that have 100 on metacritic so right. two of yours Corey, have hundreds on metacritic well then what am i waiting on um <laughs> sorry work i won't be there tomorrow i've got to catch up on some movies <laughs> watch me be sick tomorrow now watch. Oof. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so I am intrigued by this movie. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. And again, not as long as I thought it was. I nope. think it slides right in at two hours too. And I think that I just am interested in Orson Welles as a person. Uh-huh. I haven't read a whole bunch, but because um, he did War of the World, War, War of the Worlds on the radio. It, yeah. Correct. Right. Okay. And. And didn't that like scare people? Oh yeah, people thought it was like genuinely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So I need to watch this one. He he, Orson Welles has a very tumultuous career. Um, This is uh, is considered the well the masterpiece of film. Um, He is he directs and acts in this film. He also is credited with screenplay, um, although not sole credit. And uh, his other big films, uh, Third Man, and. Touch of Evil. I was just um, about to mention and, that one. And then, I mean, there's, he has Othello and the, um, there's something, Ambersons, I can't think of, the Majestic Ambersons or something like that. Um, it usually comes to me, but it's not. But I've seen Touch of Evil and I've seen Citizen Kane. I've not watched Third Man, but that one is on Netflix. Um, Touch of Evil has Charlton Heston in Brownface because he plays Mexican, and that's racist. Well, um, well, I mean, I, I thought it was great in Get Shorty that the little nod was given to Touch of Evil. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a whole little thing where they talk. That's on my gap list. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, I, I watched this uh, while I was in Boston two years ago, and um, I really, really enjoyed it. I showed it to my students while I was out with dental surgery to my first year kids, and they hated it. But I wasn't there to give any kind of context, so they didn't really understand what was happening with parts of it. And the story is, um, it, it moves from his childhood to his adulthood, and it's told more from a perspective of a journalist um, investigating why he said Rosebud as his last words. And so that, I think the narrative can be confusing um, if you're, especially if you're not giving it 100% of your attention because it will replay parts, but from different perspectives. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really intriguing and it's very, very um, cultural of the time. And it shows a lot of, you know, what it was to be wealthy and who this man was. And um, it's, it's an epic film, uh, his use of uh, light and shadow. Uh, there's a story that he wanted to shot um, so close to the ground that he had to dig a hole in the concrete floor of the set to get the camera down low enough that he could get the wide shot that he wanted. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff with this movie. I, Corey, I, I highly recommend that you do watch this. It is not, um, it is readily available, but you usually have to buy like a box set or uh, you can get it digitally now. But um, that's why I had not seen it for a long time was I didn't want to drop 20, 25 bucks on it. So, but uh, digital is only like 10, but. Okay. I recommend. I, I do have one issue with it, and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Who was around to hear Rosebud? Yeah, no that that part of the story does not make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, I agree, and that's been but that, debated. But that's a minor thing that you're really picking at. Yeah, you know, but it is very... the thing that sets the entire ball in motion. So it feels like somebody should have been a little closer, um, <laughs> just so that someone heard it. Because yeah, he looks like he's completely alone, 
in a cavernous room full of boxes, and that is at the speed I think most people will throw at this movie. And uh, I can't fault it. Overall, that small, minor detail does not take yeah. away from... No, but the exploration and how the, the story is told, and each scene has so much like filmmaking just at its finest um wells is a genius although he is credited with like basically bankrupting rko and things like that so um yeah because he was he would go over budget um he was a artist first uh followed rules second um but yeah uh and he had a tumultuous career but um cory definitely one i think you should remedy and I, I feel like everyone should um i don't i i think it is easy to get bored with if you don't do a little bit of research onto what what the movie's talking about because there are some cultural things of the time that if you're unfamiliar with could maybe you don't get what they're referencing i think i was like googling things while i was watching it just like wait what is that oh okay and then i would go with it where my students weren't doing that and i wasn't there to give them that information my mistake i've never uh let that down they still will like that one movie i'm like don't say citizen kane sucks you can say you didn't like it <laughs> but you cannot say it sucks and um yeah that's an ongoing complaint but i'll shut up about it um mike what's your number three what obscure thing have you found for us this time number three <laughs> this one is also obscure and we're headed back this is the second of my selections that is set during the world war ii time period however this one is not a historical account but more of a treaty uh, treatment or a, a, a change up on Dante's Divine Comedy. Mm. And this one's from 1975 called Salo or The 120 Days of Sodom. Or uh, it's typically just shortened down to Salo. S A L O. Uh, oh, I just saw this when I was scrolling through um, high gross, like high rated films that I've never seen uh, on Letterboxd. This one's been on my list for some time. I think mostly, uh, not so much, I think mostly because it's more difficult to get a hold of. Some of, Some of the content's going to be rough. Uh, the, 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 the availability is really most, and I even wrote that, it's likely my deterrent. It's on Criterion, though. That I don't, I don't know why I said Criterion. Like, I just did, like, Criterion. Like, it's, <laughs> criterion. That sounds like a Transformer. Criterion. Criterion. Uh, <laughs> you were putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, but directed by Pierre... Pierre Paolo Pasolini. Why did I try? Why did I even? Pierre Paolo. Because it's your thing. That's uh, what I, you do. But um, I am positive. I'm positive that the mom and pop video store I frequented <laughs> during my misspent youth very likely had this, and so at some point it caught my eye then. Mm-hmm. But it didn't probably register, click, trigger my radar, or maybe I was reluctant because at that point I was not want to. Uh, pick up a foreign film uh, for consumption. I was definitely into horror, which this is kind of horrific. In any case, a lot of this is going to be graphic. There's an infamous scene where coprophilia is the main focus, and coprophilia, or you can call it scatophilia. Without being too revolting, it involves excrement. And it's probably worse than the human centipede, which I've seen all three parts of. I know. I hear God, Mike. Uh, what? <laughs> You've seen all three yes, human centipedes? Yes, I have. I do not. I am not a better person for it, but I can tell others. To <laughs> I don't stay know away. why they made three. I 
I don't know why I watched all three. I thought it was weird when they did the box set that just they taped the three separate boxes together. Um, That's clever. clever. But anyway, uh, confusing, yes. Um, Welcome to my conflicted personality. And that's a major oof. Well, this movie is on Criterion, which means it might be on Filmstruck, though. So you could try the 14-day free trial to knock it out. I could, but then I'll be sucked in and I'll have to cancel something else. And I don't want to give up my monthly t-shirts. So there are... (laughs) um, this movie, just the box art freaks me out because it is a naked woman. You can't see her nudity, mind you. It's covered up, but she is clearly crying, crumpled on the floor, and then there are tally marks all over the box. And it just the box art alone is enough to not make you know to make me. That's not a different watch it. art than I'm used to. That's the to one that was on Letterbox, so it's, um, that's the Criterion box art because that's what I, I recognize. Because I'm like, I didn't even look at what it was. I'm just like, that movie looks like something I would not watch. Oh, that's messed up too. Even worse, yes. Good lord, Mike, what is ah. All right, so my my movie, uh, mine are so mainstream. Mine are so boring, like by comparison. Well, Corey's are like the the classics of movies that people consider like, the best. Mine are I think, like, you, I think you both will be shocked given my my first three picks. My last two picks, you're going to be like, what? Okay, are we doing? All right, all right, good. Thank goodness, because um, yeah, because I these are movies I'm never gonna watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, John doing... said that, and I had to like Google image it, and I'm like, oh heck no! <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I'm feeling guilty. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, my, oh my god. Mine are like, like. In fact, this one, uh, there's a good chance that if uh, if you're a college student listening to this podcast, that you might have this poster on your wall. Um, I have never seen Scarface from 1983, um, and this is Brian De Palma's Scarface, not the original. I haven't actually seen the old version of Scarface either, the 1950s, nor have I seen the remake that's not out yet, but they're supposedly doing. Um, but I had a chance to see this in New York when I was at Tribeca just a month ago, and it was going to be tight, and we ended up not doing it, and it's now one of my biggest regrets because not only was Brian De Palma there, but Al Pacino was there, and Michelle oh, Pfeiffer was there, and they did a Q&A afterwards. And, in fact, uh, I believe right now at um, certain theaters across the country, they're, they're replaying that event um, with the Q&A and everything. Um, I think they're doing it one more night this week, but it's not in our local theater, so we'd have to go to, like, Orlando, and it's far into Orlando, because I was actually going to propose that you and I go do that, because we were supposed to watch Scarface Uh for two years now, and that's one of the reasons I hadn't watched it. Is it available anywhere now? Uh, On, like, in the theater? Uh, Demand. Uh, demand. Oh, I own this. Again, I I own all of my movies. Watching it tonight. tonight. Um, Well, (laughs) it's another reason I haven't watched it. It's two hours and 50 minutes, um, and I do know what happens, and I have to actually see the end of this movie. Um, or at least I think the end. I've seen the, him sitting at the table with the cocaine. Um, That's part. Okay, so I've seen most of that like sequence uh, when I was a kid. Like I was on regular TV or something, and I I turned it on. Um, this is a movie that I know a lot of people love. I, I avoided gangster movies for a long time. Like I hadn't seen The Godfather until a couple years ago. Um, Goodfellas, I think I saw within the last seven years. So um, this is obviously not the same type of gangster movie, but nonetheless. Um, <laughs> This is a movie that you hear rappers reference all the time. You see in uh, movie sets, it's often a, a poster that someone will have to show that they like movies. So this is a film that I feel like most people will be like, what? You've never seen Scarface? No, I have not. Um, I know a lot about it, and I've quoted it probably even, you know, I've definitely said say hello to my little friend at least once in my life. So, yeah. We'll, talk, we'll get back to that, but I'm going into my high school student mode and going, because I've forgotten that you haven't, and I know that we've meant to, and it, it's you know best laid plans and good intentions and all that. Yeah. The road, uh, to, uh, 
And if you're going to say that, you have to say it. We're going to have to work on it because it's... Say hello to my little friend. I feel like it's offensive if I say it like... What? I can't do an accent. You're quoting. Well, see, but even more... Take it easy. Well, I mean, making fun of... Well, not making fun of, but trying to mimic someone's accent. You're paying respect. But if you're no good at accents, it sounds like you're making fun of things. Well, I have the bonus. Most of my accents sound... Just a guy. Let's start with the... You know, guys, I know I'm really bad at this, but here goes nothing... Uh, Corey, have you seen Scarface? Yeah, I grew up on that movie. That sounds really bad and weird wow. to say. <laughs> My dad don't, don't, loves this movie. Like, I can't even remember how old I was the first time I saw it. Same with The Godfather. Like, I just, mm-hmm. it was just, my dad loved them. They were on, you know, you know enough that yeah. it just was something uh, like, oh, hey, cocaine, uh, you know. I can remember when I originally saw it. 83 release, correct? Or is it 82? 83. 83. 83. I was 10 years old. I saw it in the theater. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I was Were you living quite... in Miami then? Yes. We lived in Miami during the time of the cocaine cowboys. Mm. And the one of the neighborhoods that we lived in, one of the better neighborhoods, at the corner was a drug dealer. And we knew because he would have drive-bys done on his home at least a couple of times. We never felt unsafe. That's crazy. Because he was the target, not us. Not Never thinking. We never played around that area. We didn't want, you know, never thinking that we could possibly be part of some sort of collateral damage or something like that. We never. There, I know that there was a adult film studio based out of one of the houses in that neighborhood. I know that the drug dealer lived in the corner of the street. Yet, yet, yet besides that, I never felt unsafe. We just lived our lives. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember driving on 95, not myself, but my mom, I remember my mom having a We didn't go to the I just remember because my mom had friends that were way out and the detention center was I would just so soak in and get my bearings and build my own internal GPS. And so, so. I mean, I mean, I I felt I a real connection to it. To it. Mm. So, so I was terrified watching, watching. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I I know that's a, again, this is such a popular film, but I've heard so much about it. I've seen clips. I know about it. I will also note um, with this director, Brian De Palma. I've only seen two of his films. I've seen Carrie, and I, I saw that when I was probably way too young. And I'm not 100. percent I can say I've seen it. I feel like wrong saying I've seen it because I I know enough about Carrie. And I've also seen one of the other versions of it because they've they've done it a couple times. But um, and I've seen Mission Impossible, which I didn't. I always forget okay. he directed that you, one. You could de- dedicate a whole gap list to Barney De Palma films. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already mentioned Body Double yes, long ago. That's been on my radar. That, that's one. Uh, Dress to Kill mm-hmm. is another slasher, and some of them are derivative. He's talked down about. Uh, what's there, he's oh. he's a I'd say um, there are some film people who seem to love De Palma and there are others who, who say that very about him they're very um, um, oh, Blowout with John Travolta mm-hmm. yeah another one. that one's uh, one those three I would say uh, and then obviously Scarface Scarface which so is kind four. of I think the epitome uh, of him. Oliver Stone scripted mm-hmm. um, so there's four just that your top five could have been just yeah I know and that's uh, that's why I picked Scarface because it is I think the populist movie and it's one that people often when I it's it's a movie that when I say I haven't seen it I get reactions and I'm sure um, 
that's going to happen. And obviously, both of you have a connection to this film in some way. So that's my number three only. So imagine what's in two and one. Uh, hey, man. Hey. Let's go to Corey hey, for man. her. <laughs> let's go to Corey for her number <laughs> two. You, you know, man, you should watch this okay. movie right now. I am going to go ahead and say I'm going to watch this one before the end of the summer. Ooh. I've been wanting to watch it for a million years. And we talked about it recently on mm, when we interviewed Jamie Young. Oh, okay. I know I know what it is. Is this I, the graduate? Yes. Oh, Mike, I really Mike want to see upset. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what is this list except to make everyone upset? Except for you and oh. I when Mike tells us his list because we have no idea what he's talking about. I know. I um, can't wait to hear Mike's number two. I know. I'm like, what? Um, I have <laughs> wanted to watch this movie for such a long time. And I just haven't gotten around to it and i think that it's on criterion so i think i just need to buy it on criterion i'm pretty sure it is um mike nichols uh dustin hoffman at um i mean one of his i i don't know like it's it's he's such a controversial actor right now because of a lot of his come out he's not as controversial as some other people obviously but he the way he's treated um uh oh oh actresses i why can i not think of meryl streep's name oh my god um my brain just went completely blank uh don kramer versus kramer which we just watched Corey and i just watched for movie club a few weeks or a month or god it's probably been two months um but i love kramer versus kramer i just watched tootsie for the first time and i watched the graduate during the 366 so Corey, you're like kind of behind me a little because of my 366 uh, because a lot of these movies i just finally saw and this was one of them, um, and I can't stress it enough. And I did ruin something though for Corey. Is she just watched Wayne's World one and two? And I told her that the end of Wayne's World two is basically the end of the franchise, <laughs> and not realizing she wouldn't have known that. Like, Oops. <laughs> but Oops. Um, so yeah, she kind of knows what happens at the end of the graduate, but not way exactly. to go. Um, well, no, you don't have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you've seen <laughs> you've seen Wayne in uh in, in Car- yeah, Oh no, you've pretty much seen it. Uh, Cassandra. Cassandra. Yeah, good man. I'm, my <laughs> brain is just shutting down on me. Um, yeah, uh, Jamie Young, who we just interviewed for top mm-hmm. five. Uh, this was in his top five movies of all yeah. time. And big co- fan of uh, three. Dustin I think he had three Dustin Hoffman movies. In yeah, his list. Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. This. Oh, that one. Which I, I was just talking of all films because sometimes I, Harry Nelson's Everybody's Talking, and then I have a cover version of that one, which isn't nearly as good came up and i started talking to my son and midnight cowboy came up in conversation which is odd but i wanted to give him context on the song because it's so catchy but mm. then it's so happy but then all those events that happened at midnight cowboy well i haven't seen midnight cowboy either <gasps> Corey and I are, but that's not no. on my top five but it is on my honorable mentions for my gap okay. list okay. it's uh it's it's I'm a priority walking over here i'm walking Oh, is that from that movie yes See, i've heard that qu- quoted i didn't know that it's yeah from, that um, originated from there john voight Man, now, yeah. I'll, be, I'll admit, I have not watched Kramer vs. Kramer. I, oh, see, yeah. I, I actually was really impressed with Kramer vs. Kramer, although um, there was a few... Th- I thought it was going to be a lot harsher than it, I, it ended up being because I'd heard of how he treated her. Um, but, man, Hoffman has become a, an actor that I wildly respect um, more than I would have ever thought because of his older stuff. Like, I grew up... I saw Rain Man in the theater, but then I, like, the Meet the Fockers and whatnot. Like, he's funny in it or whatever, but he's not, like... You don't think of him as this amazing actor, and whew, I totally wrong. But Corey, yeah, The Graduate is a priority. Definitely watch it as soon as possible. Do it. <clears throat> Do it. 
Get to, the, get to the movie viewer. Get to the graduate. Um, All right. That leads us to Mike's number two. What you got, buddy? All right. This one's from 1971. It will likely shock the both of you. Although I think we've... You all are known, you all have, are no. well aware that I'm into quirkiness and atypical cinema. I feel we've talked about this, and so it may not be a shock. Having said that, I have still not watched Harold and Maude. Oh! <gasps> I and love I that movie! honestly don't know why. At this point, I think I'm more than just a bit afraid that it's been built up so much I won't like it at all, which I, mm. I've run no, into a great. lot. Yeah, yeah I know. I know it is. It's. I have a, a book in my garage uh, cult films three, mm. which wants uh, um, oh, the, I know the author. I think uh, okay. Oh man, there's a podcast, uh, Pure Cinema Cast, Pure Cinema Pod. Refers to it. Okay, yeah, I bet you they do. Paris. Well, I, I've yet to get cult films one and two, mm-hmm. and I've always been with three. I had this fixation with three. I think I found it on its own. I felt like mm-hmm. it needed to be have a home at my home, and Harold and Maude is in there. There's several odd ones. I could have dug into that book and, and, and probably... Probably pulled just your list yeah, from that. Pulled a bunch. Um, uh, some I'd seen, some I'd not. <laughs> but... Uh, I know. I really just need to find it, watch it, see what all the hubbub's about. Uh, I get a feeling I will enjoy it. I just watched this. Um, like, in January, I think. And okay. so I'm glad... Well, one, Corey just met her one requirement that she has seen this movie. <laughs> um, two, I, I think I watched it on Tribeca Shortlist, which is a four or five dollar a month subscription service um that has a pretty good selection of films and it is through the tribeca film festival uh so you get a bunch of really... um, there's a bunch of high quality stuff yeah. minimal numbers it is compared to like netflix it's but it's curated. almost all really good stuff um and i think that's where i watch Harold and Maude. and i had it had been recommended by many many people to me yeah. including Corey, who's been a huge advocate for it um so i was a little worried of the hype as well totally lives up to the hype it is fantastic um just it's endearing and it's funny and it's super dark and twisted. Um, there's a couple of parts out, where my tell. jaw would like, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe this is what they're going with. That's awesome. Um, and yet then you're laughing. If you have a, if you have at least a twisted sense of humor, which we all do. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> excuse me. That definitely helps um, a lot. Oh man, that's a cool one to have on your list though. Cause it was on my list forever. And um, it, well, and it's a stark contrast to the majority of my list. In a way, um, it's still dark. Uh, the other Just ones not, were like legit dark. Yes. This one's like almost, uh, he's almost you, like obsessed with the dark, but not, not in the dark. You know what I mean? Like he's, <laughs> I'm Harold. Yeah. Uh, you're like. Except I'm as old as Mod now. Adjacent to it, but n- not. <laughs> Mod 79. Do. You're good. Uh, well, ask some of my, my students. They probably think I am. This, but this is a mainstream movie for sure. Uh, but it's still, it's not as mainstream as some of the other ones that we've listened. Like Corey's have been heavily mainstream. Like The Graduate, I think, is another example of those movies that people put on those yeah, those big yeah, yeah. lists. Um, mine are mainstream so far. Predominantly, a couple of them. I think my first three are not on the AFI top one hundred. I don't think Scarface is. Um, it might be. What? It might be. No, I think it is. Okay, then that's the first one. I don't think Green Mile or Iron Giant are. Those are personal. Like I know people keep telling me to watch those. The next two are on the top 100, and they're two that I just feel, um, m- me personally, having not seen these, as something um, reflective of my choosing, and this one in particular, um, because I have seen most of his films, and that's Martin Scorsese. Um, I've not watched Raging Bull. And oh, I haven't either. I tried once, I but bits and pieces, so I, I picked a, a wrong night. I think I put it on a New Year's Eve one year, oh, and yeah. it was like I didn't realize how dark the movie was going to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so okay, this isn't, yeah, this isn't going to work. Um, so it did get turned off. Uh, 
it stars Robert De Niro, obviously Joe Pesci's in it, Kathy Moriarty, um, Frank Vincent. It is about a boxer, uh, the a real life boxer, if I'm not mistaken, Jake LaMotta. Am I wrong on that? It doesn't say if it's, it says bio, so I assume that means real life person. Um, high Metascore, it's definitely on the top 100 of AFI, and um, I'm trying to work my way through that list. I've seen 48 of the 100 movies on the list. Wow. Um, which there are several that are hard to get without dropping like at least 15 bucks because there's a lot of Chaplin stuff. There's like three or four Chaplins. There's uh, a couple of Buster Keatons. You know, those are a little harder to get. One I will never watch is Intolerance from G.W. Griffith, the uh, super uh, the movie where it glorifies the KKK oh, yeah. um, and a man in blackface. I've seen enough of the film elements to know, like, yes, he did a lot for film. I don't want to watch that movie. So that one will never be watched by me, even though that one's on Prime. Um, oh. Wow. I know. I found because I was going through the 100 to see what it was uh, what was free to me to watch and what wasn't. And that's, like, one of the only ones that's free to watch. I'm like, well, okay. Um, not going to watch it, but there you go. And Is it profiling um, you? Was it putting it up high on the recommended list? No, no. List? I went through literally all 100 <laughs> movies and added them to my queue so I could, like, if I ever want to just rent one, there it is. Um, but so Raging Bull has been, I, I own this movie. Um, and again, I, I've attempted to watch it once. I've not gone back to it. Um, I'm kind of torn on boxing movies. I am a big fan of Rocky, but I wasn't for a long time. Uh, I loved Creed. Um, no, I, I love Rocky. And then there was a movie with, uh, Miles Teller that was about a real life boxer from a couple years ago. Um, oh, I'm not gonna remember the name of it, but it was, it was a really, I liked it. I thought it was underseen, um, so uh, this is a movie that I feel like I would love, and I am a big Scorsese fan, and I've been working my way through his catalog. I've not seen everything. I still haven't seen The Last Temptation of Christ, which is on my honorable mention list. Um, and then this is uh, a big one, though, that I've not seen of his. But And actually, Mean Streets is another of his that I've not watched um, from his, his older stuff. But I've seen a lot of his iconic films I have yeah. seen. This is probably his most iconic that I have left on my list. Um, that is... Because I think Last Temptation is, is kind of very polarizing so some people will say you should watch it some people are like don't don't watch it it's crazy um it is it, it is what it is yeah. you gotta understand the source where it originated from well, and what he's it. coming from um and i love his more recent film silence which i hear is similar in tone i need to watch oh, that um that was good but uh yeah and taylor watched silence with me and also really enjoyed that film and that's a that's a tough watch i think even <laughs> for an adult so um, i remember there uh, were Oh, oh, as far as silence goes, uh, Bill and I went to the theaters to see it, and there were two older women, like, a few rows in front of us, and they kept, like, commenting, and I'm just like, just stop. Just stop. Yeah. I can't yeah. even remember what they were saying what about say, what it. What they say? I, I can't, uh, I can't remember. Tough, I was just... It's a tough watch, and there's, you know, it's, a, it's about faith, and so people who are um, very polarizing. judgmental on faith could definitely get mad. Um all right, we're at number one, guys. Let's hear what Corey's got on her number one. I can't imagine. You've already hit some of the biggest movies in history, so I'm curious if this is going to be like some like curveball. Like, I've never seen Wally. Or, like, <laughs> I love Wally. We've talked about this. I, I know. I was just making a joke. I know. Um, so, first of all, I lied, so I feel like I need to clear my name. Scarface is not on the AFI Top 100. Oh, okay. I was right. Okay. Um, so Scarface isn't. Yeah. Um, so, my number one, I think that I've talked about um, my favorite author in the whole wide world ever. Again, I only read one of his books the whole my whole school career, and everything else has been on my own time. Um, and when I first read The Pearl, I absolutely hated it, and I hated it so much that I haven't revisited it, and that was in the eighth grade. But uh, I chose Grapes of Wrath. Oh. I, I have read the, I've read the book. Um, it's not my favorite of his books. But um, 
I actually own two copies, so if we add this to our list, I'll send you one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I did it on accident. I bought a special edition, and then I was in Costco one day, and oh, they have it, a different special edition, and I just bought it. But um, I want to reread the book first before I watch the movie. Um, mm, there you go. Investment of time. Yeah, That's gonna no. Be more than two hours. Yes, um, but I love the book a lot. So, or I like, you know, I enjoy the book a lot. So I would be willing to do that. And you're talking to the girl that's read East of Eden like three times, so it's okay. Wow. <coughs> um, I have not read the book, and I haven't seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Uh, neither. Neither. Oh, okay, so uh, I, I Mike and I are Steinbeck, with you. right? That's Steinbeck. Um, the author. Yes. Okay, I, I was because, like, I don't know. Um, I, don't I don't think I stuck with Cannery Row and. I had a previous coworker who was, I believe, a, I want to say a distant relation. I, I know they had the same last name, so I'm like, surely. Huh, maybe. Um, I, this movie's from 1940. Uh, it's got a 95 Metascore with only 11 uh, critics, but nonetheless, it's obviously a classic film. Um, is this one on the AFI list, Corey? Oh, sure. I think that it is. Because that's it's on my list. I'm pretty sure because I was recently reading about this because this is a film I've heard the, the title a billion times, but I actually knew very little about um, – the, the plot or anything and even looking at this I'm like yeah i still didn't know what this was about um or even who's in it i mean henry fonda jane darwell these aren't names that like i mean henry fonda henry i'm fonda. familiar with but i'm still not like these aren't popping out as the big name actors of the 40s or maybe um for me either and uh not that i'm gonna not watch it i'm just saying like this is a film that i've i've definitely know of but no minimal about which is not common so definitely one i need to see as well um not on my list though uh, it's not one that I'm putting high as a priority, but why I suggested earlier that we should add war films and oh. movies that take place during the Depression to our movie club <laughs> list. Okay, we need to pick uh, maybe during when November is uh, Veterans Day, right? No. Who? Oh, uh, maybe not. Well, there's something we in November. Just... I know that our ROTC program does something every year in November that seems important, so I thought it was Veterans Day, but maybe I'm wrong. You're um, right. No, it's right. I am right. Okay. Thank you. November 11th. And so maybe we do the month of November as, like, war and depression movies as a... Jeez. Um, <laughs> not, not depressing movies. Depression movies. Movies set during the Great Depression. Um, slightly different, but <laughs> I guess related. Um, all right, Grapes of Wrath. Uh, that's not a bad idea, Corey. I kind of like that concept because I can... I think there's another one or two that I have on my list um, in that same setting. Um, technically, uh, It's a Wonderful Life falls into that. Um, yeah, they're suffering from the depression, and that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love It's a Wonderful Life. Um, if Mice and Men, I think. I, I've not seen that. It's another Gap movie. Um, there's so many. This Gap list is massive. Um, Mike, so what just is... John Steinbeck oh. movies in November. Sorry. John, Ste John Steinbeck movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mike, what is your number one gap list? Right, well, I'm this curious. is my automatic number one pick. I get a feeling it will surprise just about anyone that even knows me slightly. So I, if you're both not surprised, I will be surprised. Because I am a voracious viewer of horror. I've been so since uh, a much too early age, since 11 or 12, or maybe younger. And considering my current age, you know, I'm in my 70s, apparently. Um, <laughs> 79. Uh, that's a lot of horror and one horror classic I have not watched to date is 1973's The Exorcist really yes wow yes. that is friend of the show surprised. Matt Hudson's favorite movie um, of all time 
I blame my lapsed Catholic upbringing bringing and being terrorized by my own mother about it that immediately got pushed back to the furthest most position in my queue. I've been curious. I've seen parts of it. I know some of the uh, the crucifix, the pea soup. The, yeah, I know it's iconic. The, I mean, you, you can't know, the cl- not iconic bits of it. I have never ever watched it or any of its related properties, the TV series, the other sequels or related movies, none of them. I may get my big boy pants on one day and venture forth. I do not know. It's a hard to go back to for me. Like huh? I, I saw this when I was way too young. This is one of the few <laughs> horror movies my mom let slip through the cracks when I was a kid. And I couldn't, like, lay in the bed because there's a – like, the bed shakes, yeah, right? Like, yeah. and I was just, like, so terrified. Every time I'd lay in the bed, it's like, it's going to shake. And um, I've not forgotten those scenes from the kid. And I've, mm. I've rewatched clips, and I'm just like, I don't know if I can sit through it again. And I've seen some of the, the sequels, which are nowhere near the level – but um, this is, like I said, Matt's favorite show, and currently Hereditary, a movie Corey and I mentioned earlier, uh, is getting comparisons to this film oh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and partly, it definitely doesn't deal with with the same source material or anything like that, but I think in terms of how it it leaves an impression. Um, like, I, I think The Exorcist, of all the horror films I've seen, I think leaves the most impressions that I can remember, like where... I've been still to this day, like when I lay in bed and my brain will still think, hope it doesn't shake because of this movie. And, um, <laughs> I, I, I think that it holds up, uh, again, uh, I wish Matt were here to just talk about, it, cause I think he would just like, hold on, let me tell you why you should watch this movie. Cause it oh, is, I, know, I have plenty of notes. that I am a horror aficionado. There's no reason yeah. I shouldn't, I have watched probably much worse than this. Dude, you've mentioned worse than this. Tonight. I know. I, just and on this yet, list. Yeah. And yet, this one, well, that's why it's my number one, but this one has remained, I have remained. You're afraid of it. Yes, I really, it really. That's, wow, man, that's crazy. I mean, uh, Pet Cemetery was that way for a while. I mean, I remember. And that's you being a Stephen King fan on top of it. Yes, yes, I remember hiding. I, I did the Joey Tribbiani where I hid the book in the freezer deal way before Friends. Uh, I, I did, I did, man. I, I, it, that freaked me out. And. It's been, I know it's been on the services to be able to watch, and I've tried to, but the whole child. Exorcist or Pet Cemetery? Uh, pet Cemetery. Uh, oh, Gage is. Yes. Uh, Children oof. are terrifying in horror movies. Yeah. Know, Which is just part of the reason Hereditary is so scary. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Um, man, uh, do, uh, you, I, I kind of, maybe we should do a double feature one night. We watch Exorcist and we finish with Scarface. So, like, <laughs> we knock two of our. Cause That's it's like, a long day. But it I is a long day, but summer, I feel like Scarface. Summer. You know, it would be a nice, like, palate cleanser where it's, like, a familiar movie, a movie that you connect to your, like, <laughs> childhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay, I remember being in drive-bys when I was a kid. <laughs> like, this reminds me of my childhood in Miami. I get warm feelings from this. <laughs> but, yeah, um, man, uh, this is one I, I get, though, because it is I, – I still, again, have very, like, horrific memories of this movie, and – uh, I have not gone back to it, so it's one that I wouldn't mind rewatching for the film element of it, but it's one that I can't like just walk into easily. All right. <laughs> My number one is a huge movie. Um, it is definitely on the oh. top 100, and it's also really, 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 really long, which is one of the main reasons why I have not watched it to date. It is almost four hours long. It's three hours and 58 minutes, and it's one of Corey's favorite movies, I believe, mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind. 
It's that long. It's four. It's three yeah, hours and fifty-eight movie. minutes. Um, from nineteen thirty-nine. Uh, again, I know a lot about this movie. I've heard probably every you know important line from it. Uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with the racism about you know that's centered to the plot and obviously even to the time period. Um, that keeps me kind of at a distance from it. Um, stars Clark Gable, Vivian Lee, uh, Thomas Mitchell, Barbara O'Neill, and then way way down on the list, Hattie McDaniel, which is um you know there's a, a lot about this movie that i know i should watch it is still considered one of the best movies you know of all time it's 97 on metascore it's as i mentioned it's on the top 100 but man four hours is a day like i i did finally see many people Corey. I, i'm pretty sure you could have put this on your list seven samurai is a film that a lot of people have not seen not too and long. it's it's almost four hours long but i did sit through that um but a lot of reasons. One, Akira Kurosawa is a, is a filmmaker who so many of my favorite filmmakers quote as, as their like inspiration. Scorsese does, George Lucas does. I mean, George Lucas essentially just adapted Hidden Fortress into, into New Hope. Yeah. And so I felt I felt a connection to Kurosawa that I needed to, to see. And I've seen Rashomon and I have Yojimbo, but I've not watched it yet. Um, but that was a day, man. Four hours is a long setting for any film. And it is so, and, and you know what's amazing for the time period? What they were able to do film-wise. Yeah, yeah. I, and that, I mean, I, I know I need to watch this. I've, I bought this years ago, and it's been sitting on my shelf. And I, I mean, during the 366, I had planned on watching this, and I just was like, it's four hours. I could watch two movies. Um, or in theory, I could watch three if I, you know, picked selectively, like a one-hour documentary and two hour-and-a-half movies. You know, like, but um, it, it's, you know, I'm not super compelled by the story. Like, it's not something that I feel like I, I need to see um, for my own. It, obviously, I, I, I probably do. I'm not saying, like, AFI is wrong. I'm saying, though, in my brain how I've justified not watching it for so many years and um i just yeah that's it's one that's on my on the back burner for me and it was the obvious number one when i went to put this list together i was just like yeah that's my number one gone with the wind because i know so many people love this movie and it's a mm. classic and it's up there vivian lee and vivian lee and Corey, i know you, cable you, well, so guys, <laughs> different sides of the spectrum there um yeah he'll, he'll slap, slap you around. around um well don't you know frankly i'll be like scarlet yeah. Um, do you guys have anything to say about me not seeing Gone with the Wind? It's not. I, I, it's one of Rachel's favorites, ah. and I, for a long while I was hoping to get her an earlier <coughs> printing of Gone with the Wind, but those obviously are not easy to find no, or readily as far as price-wise. It's just I, I don't sit and watch it all the time, but it's one that I think both the kids need to watch at some point. Um, I didn't occur to me. See, we jump in. It's crazy the way the standards are. We jump right into Civil War. Mm -hmm. And man, I think if we were close to the break, oh yeah, that would be. I could see. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's rated G, but from 1939. Yeah. So who knows if it's 
if today's rating board would still oh, you, you right. should hear them saying, "Well, well, we've seen a lot worse in, in other classes, guys." Well, don't. I've shown Reservoir Dogs to my students, but we have permission slips, so like right. it's a whole other. Oh, no, they, they want me to write permission yeah, yeah. slips. I'm like, well, but, no, I'm not. Uh, film class is a little easier to justify showing something like that. I mean, if it's uh, you couldn't show Reservoir Dogs, but a historical <laughs> people show um, Last of the Mohicans and they show uh, the Patriot, which is pretty violent. Um, in Very history well. classes frequently so i mean you could you can do it but gone with the way uh, i don't tell that line yeah there. i just i stay i i mean i can't teach a film class and not teach filmmakers and unfortunately right. tarantino is a very you know he's out there filmmaker who he has no hesitation he when it comes to language or uh, mm-hmm. violence he does seem to avoid nudity which i've noticed with tarantino's films oh interesting. Um, yeah. it's which I, i'm okay with but it is like he's he's uber violent a lot of cursing very much the american sensibilities like Except these things but well no america nudity is taboo we don't do nudity we uh, well. i mean but when we do it's it's taboo it's r it's always you know like excessive yeah. well he's already at the r because so. but we're we're much more willing to let language and violence slip through than we well, are that's nudity. True. that's true um yeah, and it's excessive blood, so it's always like, oh, it's movie blood, and people don't bleed like that. Like, if Hateful Eight heads don't explode like that, you know, because um, even Hateful Eight's closest, I think, to nudity, but it, it's, you know, they bl- have you seen Hateful Eight? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you know, when the the story Sam Jackson tells about the guy's about son, the, yeah, yeah. They, they shoot it in a way that you're not going to see anything, seeing, but yeah. you almost... Uh, you, you get the idea. Yeah, I, I think even in Django, there's no nudity, which is, there's opportunities in Django for that, for sure. Um, That's interesting. That, yeah, okay. And I could be wrong. In Glorious, there might be, but it wouldn't be sexual nudity. It would still just be like it'd be um, for the sake of embarrassment or something. But um, yeah, I, I've always noticed that because like even Jackie Brown, there's uh, no. lots of opportunities for it, but and never. they don't do it. Um, yeah, no, because even the the little tryst between Bridget Fonda mm-hmm. and Robert Downey. Yep, it's all shot in a way that you don't see yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Let's get into honorable mentions. Corey, is there anything else that you you should you want to name drop that you haven't seen? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Not things that I really want that I want to see because I don't like musicals, but things that a lot of oh. people love a lot that I don't think you should say you don't like musicals. I think you should say you don't like some musicals because you like La La Land. And um I, I hate like... La La Land. What? I don't remember you hating La La Land. You're very wrong for saying that. Um, John, we've talked about this. I forget things. I, you're like, I can't believe you don't like that movie. Like I, it's I been a point. Like, Maybe that's since exactly the beginning. what this is proving. I refuse to believe it in my head. You <laughs> <love> it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's true. I can put it in writing, and I mean, I can't really hand it to you, but I can send you a screenshot of me writing. You know, it in writing. Um, but I haven't seen The Sound of Music or My Fair Lady. I haven't seen My Fair Lady actually. I love Sound of Music though. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's another World War movie. So, Corey, if we do that, uh, I guess who's watching Sound of Music? Um, I'm going to be sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. Just... There's so many good songs in that movie. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have any honorable mentions? Yes, I do. I just switched one out. Um, we've talked about Dogtooth, so I really want to oh, see that. Yeah, um, the hosts, which I've tried watching. Which the hosts? The hosts came up. That's a Korean. There, but there's like, I know. Okay, so the Korean one. I, I have that one. Not, no, not the Stephanie Meyer yeah. adaptation. Okay. I watched that one, oddly enough. Because that's Saoirse Ronan, though, on that one, I think. That's probably why I watched yeah. it. Um, because I can forgive her a lot, but mm-hmm. that was difficult. She's in a lot more movies than I realized. Like, because yeah, she's in Hannah, too, I think. Um, yes, she has a yes, lot yes, yes, coming yes, yes. out this year. She does. She's got she's a busy, busy. year. She's, and, she, and as well, she, she should be. Uh, Crumb, which is the Terry Swigoff. Swigoff. Don't know that it's, 
it's basically uh, an examination of R. Crumb, the artist, comic book artist's oh, okay. life. It was done right before Ghost World. Okay. Uh, Sophie's Choice, I've never watched. That's on my list, too. And that, that I... I, I it, just, the, just knowing <laughs> the, the, what the choice yeah, is. Yes, like, yes, no. that's just set me up. Yeah, uh, that's an AFI. Snatch. I, mean, I, I recently watched Every, that. All my I need to rewatch that. Yep. It's super never, fun. Never watched Brad Pitt's it. Gypsy is like yep. the best. Yep. Um, so. I, that's actually probably one of my favorite Brad Pitt performances because it's it's the most un-Brad Pitt performance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he definitely dives into yeah, and just Yeah, and I just... I just I've never watched it. it. Yeah, that part's great. That's easily the best part of that movie. Um, anything else? That's, um, I had another one, but I, I, it wasn't... I'm going to power through mine because I have a lot, and some of them are big and some of them are not. But, uh, well, most of mine are big. Uh, heat. Not The Heat. Heat. Oh, man. Um, 12 Angry Men. Uh, Network, which is a movie that means a lot to me and I really want to watch because yep. of the premise. Yep. Uh, the yep. Conversation, which I've bought and just haven't seen yet. Um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which is one of the biggest Westerns I've never seen. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Apollo 13, uh, which we've talked about on this podcast before because of uh, Bill Paxton. Um West Side Story, I've never seen, which is uh, one of the biggest musicals that I've not watched. Just watched that again today. The Warriors, um, which what? I know, right? Oh my uh, American Graffiti, which is a George Lucas film that I really need to see. and also stars Ron Howard. Oh, I just got to look for my wife. Uh, Midnight Cowboy, we already mentioned. Um, All That Jazz, which is uh, the inspiration for Singing in the Rain, or at least it's referenced in Singing in the Rain. I'm sorry, it's the inspiration for Chicago is what I meant to say. Um, the Last Temptation of Christ, I already mentioned. Out of Sight is one that I personally just really want to see. Primal Fear, we've talked about. Um, and Unforgiven, which I mentioned, De Palma films that I haven't seen. Um, Tombstone is another Western that I came up when I was a kid and I didn't see it. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a recent comedy that keeps being brought yeah, into my attention. Yeah. Um, and then the last two, Fatal Attraction and Terms of Endearment, I've never seen. I know they're not related. On Stars, Terms of Endearment, uh, I've seen <laughs> Those are just movies that I feel like I hear so much in, in the pop cultural references. And I know a lot about Fatal Attraction. I actually think I saw it as a kid, but blocked out parts of it because of the whole rabbit in the pod thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so those are some of the biggest movies that I, I – going through my gap list that I was just like, man. And then, again, there's 52 movies on the AFI list, some of which I didn't mention. A lot of Chaplin, a lot of um, – actually, a Kubrick film that is not on my – I didn't write down, but I definitely want to mention. I have not seen A Clockwork Orange. Um, and I've, I've seen watch, Space Odyssey. But I saw it when I was a kid, and I definitely think I need to rewatch it with my current filmic mind um, to really it's appreciate a it. Film yeah. experience as of yeah. So that's one I, I've seen, but I need to rewatch to really appreciate um, on the level that film people often do. Tombstone, I triggered. Uh, I, I know I bring up my students, but mm-hmm. I, I think I, for whatever reason, I looked up and I just said, said oh, "I'm your Huckleberry," and they looked and like. Uh, the, the look I got because apparently it's something their stepdad or dad watched a lot and they knew where that came from they're like no don't do that oh man it just was not liked yeah and I, I Tombstone's right at my I went through a phase when I was younger where I didn't like westerns because of the association with cowboys and country music um, and so Tombstone came out in that time period so I didn't I didn't get to it um, and then uh Unforgiven, I think, similar time period, but not quite. Um, I think they were both early 90s. I saw Young Guns as a kid, and I liked Young Guns, and I think that was just like, that's the Western for me, that and Back to the Future 3. I'll make you famous. Um, but as an adult, I've actually grown to like a lot of Westerns. I just haven't gone back to any, and I haven't seen most John Wayne movies. Uh, like The Searchers is on the AFI list, and I need to watch that no, one. I haven't watched that um, one. But 
All right, that is our, our list. Um, we know there's tons of movies that you haven't seen that maybe we have, and there's tons more movies that we haven't seen that maybe you love. So we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at com and tell us. Uh, you can yell at me for not seeing Green Mile, or you can tell me another movie that I should see, <laughs> or uh, a movie that you haven't seen that we've talked about on this podcast. We'd love to hear that from you. Um, you can follow us on social media. Uh, I am at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey? I'm at Server Monkey. And uh, thank you for listening. If you like our podcast, if you could share it on your social media and tell your friends about us, it would help to get us new listeners. Um, we're always looking for uh, donations on our um, Patreon page. So if you want to become a patron, you can get rewards for donating a certain amount of money. But you can do as little as a dollar every month and just help us out. It helps defer the cost of seeing movies, running the podcast, running the website. Um, you can read all of my reviews at BurkeReviews.com. And until next time, keep watching movies. Yeah.